I want to, to call this message today, The Wave of Acceleration. And uh, I'm going to do two Sundays on this, this Sunday and next Sunday. I'm going to share half of it today, and I'm going to share half of it next week. And uh, there are four items that I need to share with you, so I'm sharing two. They're independent thoughts. And next Sunday, I'm sharing another two, which are independent thoughts. But the Lord said, do it that way. I was going to squeeze it all into one Sunday. And the Lord said, don't do that, because in your rush, you're going to miss things. I want you to take two Sundays and share two things one Sunday and two things the next. And so this is part one. I'm calling it the wave of acceleration because I want you to open up your hearts. Can you open up your hearts? Praise God. So uh, the first thing I want to share with you is uh, something regarding, and then we'll get into the wave, something regarding uh, the 15 years. And recently, I've waited to share this, but it's just, I haven't had a release until today to share it with you um, because this happened a, a month or so ago, but I just knew I had to wait till God said, now's the time. And now's the time, Jenny. But recently I was praying and uh, the, Lord, the Lord's presence came in that room and he said, I want to talk to you. I said, yes, sir. And he said, I want to talk to you about the future. Oh, I love it when he says he wants to talk to me about the future because the Bible says the Holy Ghost will show us things to come. We've got to know what's coming or we're going to get behind. You listening to me? If your home and with your business and with the company you work for, you have a right to know what is, what is going to come. Because the Holy Ghost will show you if you'll spend time with him. He doesn't want you taken by surprise. He doesn't want you struggling. So he said, I want to show you things to come. And I said, okay. And he said something to me, Jenny, that my mind has never, uh, I've never connected these dots. Let me, let me give you a little word of a, a caution. Whenever you're talking about timelines, symbolic parallels, that kind of stuff, don't ever try to connect the dots yourself. Because otherwise you can extract things that are not really there. You can think something's God, but it's not really God. It's just natural. There are natural things that coincide and line up. That doesn't mean it's God. And so he always told me, don't ever try to find a connection with, with symbolic things. Do you understand? Don't ever try to find a connection. Like with the, with the, with the years of Elisha. You know, and he went, and he went Bethel, and then he went Jer uh, Jericho, and then he went Jordan, and then he went the plain, and then he went back. If I could have tried to force that to fit our church timeline, but then I'll be in the flesh, yeah. and it won't work anyway. He had to come to me and say, this is what is going to happen, and see it in my word, and there's a parallel for you in the New Testament and in your particular case. So don't ever try to force things symbolically because you'll get into error. So I never look for it. I never try to connect dots. God, oh, that's not me being lazy. That's me being protective because I don't want to get weird and I don't want to get off. But God will come to me at different times and say things that my mind has never thought of because I've never connected the dots in my soul realm. I purposely don't even try to look for parallels or symbolism or anything because I don't want to get off. And you can get off very easily. And so I don't do that. But the Lord came to me and he said, I want to say something to you. And this is very important. That's why I'm preaching it on a Sunday, not on a Wednesday. This is very important for the whole congregation to hear. He said to me, you remember, and of course I remember, but he said, you remember how in 2004, the, the season began of 15 years. Are you listening? 
David, I've heard some ministers say 13 years, but they're wrong because they haven't looked at Jewish calendars. You've got to look at Jewish calendars to get the right number. And the Jews keep very good calendars right back from creation to present. So you can't just look at Gregorian calendars and those kind of things. You've got to look at Jewish calendars. And if you look at a Jewish calendar from the time David went and he, and he uh, you know, he, Samuel anointed him privately, shortly after that, Saul took him and he would play and the evil spirit would leave. Then shortly after that, he fought against Goliath. But, and, then, and then, of course, after Goliath, he became captain of the, uh, of the army and, and he was you know, he became famous. The woman said, Saul's killed his thousands. David's killed his tens of thousands. Then Saul's got the javelin, tries to pin him against the wall. There's a season where he's not sure if he's going to get killed from one day to the other. And then finally, Jonathan, you know, his wife, actually, Mikhail, lowers him down in the middle of the night because they try to assassinate him. And then Jonathan, you know, his covenant brother releases him and says, you got to go. My father will kill you. And on, on Easter, I talked about Jonathan and David and all the symbolism there. Why did Jonathan not go with David? Because he was a type and shadow of Jesus and Jesus had to return to his father. So uh, it, all that stuff. But anyway, then David runs, remember? And he goes and he goes first to the, to the high priest and then it's first to Samuel. And then later he goes to the high priest. And, and that's when Doag kills all the priests before the Lord and Saul is hunting him. He's in the caves, hunting him day after day after day after day, every day. Remember, then he cuts his, cuts his robe, and, and which he shouldn't have done. And that's another story. But anyway, then he's, and then Saul repents and then he leaves, but then he comes back and Saul's schizophrenic, basically. He's got demons. Demons have got a hold of his mind. He's not normal. One minute he says, David, I love you as my son. The next month he's trying to murder him. Only weird people do that that are influenced by dark forces. He's out of his normal mind. Then because God's not around, he goes to a witch. Tell me the future. The, the law was you had to kill him, but he's going for counsel. Then he dies on Mount Goboa. But that whole season from the time of Samuel anointing him amongst his brethren, which was private, nobody knew it, but his brethren. And his father, to the time that Saul died on Mount Goboa, the man came. He said, I fell upon him because he hadn't, he tried to kill himself, but he was still life in him and they were going to torture him. So the man killed, his armor bearer killed him. And David killed the armor bearer and said, how dare you touch the Lord's anointed? And he takes the throne, he takes the, 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 the crown and he goes to Hebron. He says, which city do I go to? God says, go to Hebron. All the elders come down, not of all of the land, but just of that area just part of the, not all of the land, because it took seven and a half years for everybody in Israel to receive him. Half the people were still with Saul. But he goes there and they anoint him publicly and he sits down upon a throne. And that was the beginning of seven years in Hebron. Now from the time he was anointed by Samuel until the time he sat down on the throne was a 15 year period. 15 years transpired and the next year he sat down on the throne. And God spoke to me on January the 17th at four o'clock in the morning, 2017. And he showed me some of this and the next year he showed me more and the next year he showed me more. And he said, uh, the 15 years started for you. There was a parallel. He came to me. I didn't make it up. He said the parallel for you, because you're like a David in this scenario. He said the parallel for you started in 2004 when Dr. Dufresne, who did not know you, in Peru, it was on a public service, but it was private because he didn't know me and nobody else there knew me. That's right. So it was done publicly, but it was kind of private because nobody knew. Nobody knew who I was, including him. 
and he, he prayed over me and transferred the anointing to me, and that started October 2004. And then, of course, later on, 2010, the roof disappears. He sees the vision of the mantle, and the mantle was falling, but it hadn't arrived yet. I didn't know this till many years later, but God was saying, I'm marking you publicly for all the people to know that my anointing, my mantle is on this church, but it hadn't actually fallen on us. We were being marked by it on June 28th, 2010, when he had that vision. But God said to him, are you still with me? Yes. I'm saying, I don't always talk about this, but it's important. He said, you need to talk about it again. Because something's about to happen, you need to know. So he said to me, as David had 15 years from the private anointing until the public anointing, that's when he actually sat down as king and the crown came upon his head. He said, there will be 15 years for you from the time of the private anointing until the time of the public anointing or the private mantle and the public mantle. And that happened in October 2004. And if you add 15 years to that, and then I have another message where all, there's different sections within that 15 years that I explained. God showed me what each section meant and why it happened. And that's a whole another message which I won't get into, but there's symbolism all through that 15 years. But I'm giving you the overview. So 15 years from that 2004, October, and it ended the fall of 2019. 15 years. Are you with me? And the Lord said to me, now, now remember, we're mixing this parallel with the Elisha parallel, because in 17, it was Bethel, in 18, it was Jericho, in 19, it was Jordan, and then we're crossing over into the plain where the mantle's coming. And he said to me, the next year, when these 15 years are over, which means 2020, something big is going to happen. At that time, I didn't know what he was talking about, but over time, he explained to me, the mantle that he saw in the vision in 2010 is coming. Just like that mantle fell on Elisha, uh, from Elijah, that mantle Dr. Dufresne saw in 2010 is coming in 2020. And he said, and something of this magnitude will take you from the pastoral office only into an apostolic office. And that mantle will help you operate in that office. And that mantle will bring people around you to support that office just like it did for Elisha. And he said, but something that holy is not just taken. You need to fast and pray like Jesus did. And so that's why I did the 40-day fast. And on December the 12th at 2.45 a.m., that mantle came. Jesus walked in the room. Two angels stood beside me and he poured oil over my head. And that mantle came at 2.45 a.m. on December the 12th at the last day of that fast. I'm just trying to explain to you how God works and how flawless he is. And I don't always understand it because I'm not connecting dots in my own mind, but always after the fact, he'll come and say, let me show you what actually happened here. And so you can see that my hand was divinely orchestrating in a way that you could not even plan, even if you tried to plan. So 15 years, 2004 to 19, and the next year, something big happened, which was 2020. Are you listening? Last month, he spoke to me. He came in the room, said, I want to talk to you about the future. I said, yes, sir. I didn't know what he was going to say. And he said, there is another 15 years that you know not of. I said, there is. In fact, there's three more. And he told me all three. The first one is the most important. And he said, there's another 15 years that you know not of. You know the first one. But there's another one, and the congregation doesn't know it either. And you need to, you need, I've taken over a month to meditate and process and pray this out before I'm sharing it. But he said to me, from the time, now this is another 15-year timeline. One was 2004 to 19, and then 20 was the mantle. That's the mantle timeline. But this is a different timeline. He said, in 2008, 
on October the 7th, you started Promise of Life Church. And he said, this year, I mean, I didn't even know it was this year, Taylor. When he said it, I had to look because I'm not thinking these things. He said, this year on October the 7th will be 15 years that, you're, that you've been as a church. And he said, the same principle that applied on the first 15 years is about to apply on the second 15 years. And he said, this church has gone for 15 years. And at the end of 15 years, on the next year, which is the 16th year, which is like it was with the mantle in 2020, he said, on the next year, something big's about to happen. I said, Lord, you're talking about 2024? He said, yes, I am. And he said, you don't fully realize what's about to happen. So I've come to tell you what's about to happen. I'm showing you things to come. And I said, Lord, explain this to me. And he said, well, then he reminded me of the, of the vineyard symbol. Now of the vineyard symbol, what the Bible says, if you studied in the Old Testament, that when you plant a vineyard, and God showed me this, I didn't even, I've never heard anybody preach this in my life. God took me to that scripture couple years, a number of years ago, 19, he took me to that scripture. And he said, and this is how it will be for you. When you plant a vineyard and the vineyard begins to blossom, it begins to bloom with fruit, grapes, apples, whatever it is. You are not permitted under Jewish law to touch the fruit for three years. The fruit has to fall to the ground. It cannot be gathered. It cannot be eaten. It cannot be given to the poor. It has to rot and on, it's on purpose. It has to rot on the ground and fertilize the earth and all this stuff, but it has to rot. You're not allowed to touch it. God forbids you to touch it. Then on the fourth year, you're allowed to take of the fruit before it falls, but you're not allowed to eat it. You have to give it unto the Lord as a tithe and an offering. Then on the fifth and, f- and subsequent years, you're allowed to take of the fruit and increase from it. Eat it, sell it, don't, God don't care. It's yours to do whatever you want with it. And the Lord said to me, when the mantle comes, he said this in 19, when the mantle comes, there will be three years. Now these three years of the vineyard are called three years of death. They're called the death years. And then you have a tithing year and then you have acceleration years. But even the tithing year is considered acceleration because it's not rotting. And the Lord said to me in 19, you still with me? And that's not a normal sermon, but he said, I need to tell you this. Everyone say amen, because only the front row said amen. I'm wondering if we've got backsliders. Praise God. Want to play the video again? Okay, let's just stay with me. He said to me in 19, he said, when the mantle comes, and he was very specific, he said, you cannot include the year of the mantle, because that is the year the mantle comes. And I thought the mantle might come in January, Taylor. I didn't know it was coming December 12th. So that would, later on, I realized, well, how could you include the year? It happened at the very end of the year. But he said, do not include the year the mantle comes, for that is a bridge year. It bridges two sections of time. And he said, but when the mantle comes, the years following the mantle will be three death years, a tithing year, and then increase years. And he said to me, in the three years that are 21, 22, and 23, he said, you will have more attacks than you've ever had in your life. He said, the enemy is going to try to stomp you, stomp your children, stomp your marriage, 
stomp the congregation, stomp your finances. He is going to withstand you in a way that you have never experienced before. Now, <laughs> that is not an encouraging word, but thank God that he warned me. And I said, Lord, because it's been an anchor in a very stormy time. And I said, Lord, give me scripture. And he said, an effectual door is opened unto thee. But there are many adversaries, not few, many. And he said, in these years of rotting, death, he said, there's going to have to be changes in your body, putting my body under. He said, there's going to, there's going to come attacks against your family, but you're going to win. And he's giving me strategy how to win. Praise God. But he said, this is part of the death years. He said, death years don't feel good. He said, death years, there's rotting fruit. He said, you feel like things aren't working. You feel the smell. You smell that smell. You feel like, come on, what's going on? Why aren't we going anywhere? Why aren't we moving? Listen to me. He said, you will feel, has not the mantle come? And yet what is going on? Where's this power that you talked about? And yet the mantles come, but we're, we're, we're in b- b- bombardment. Yes. And he said, it is a time to die to the flesh. And it is a time to become more spiritual in your day-to-day living. It is a time where the devil will attack because it's an open door and there's many adversaries. And he said, but you're going, you're going to have to learn how to win. And it's not just with a little quick confession. There are strategies from God and arsenals from heaven that most people don't know anything about. Because you're in a little confession cocoon and confession is part of it, but it is certainly not the only part of it. There's intercessory prayer and there's dealing with demons and there's a lot of things that people don't always understand. They understand it in theory, but not in real life because they've never faced it. And so the Lord said to me, in these three years, they're going to be death years. Put your flesh under. There's going to be attacks. Things aren't going to look like they're working the way you'd like them to work. But... And of course, we went through COVID in 20, but 21, 22 as well, part of 22. There's been a lot going on. But he said to me, now listen, are you with me? He said, now this parallel, one, two, three. He said, he said now that third, that third year is going to end. Remember, we're talking about two different parallels, so stay with me. And he said, and on the fourth year, increase will begin. It's a tithing year, but it's still increased. It doesn't rot anymore. The season of death has ended. The season of acceleration on the vineyard parallel begins on the fourth year. And so he's combining parallels. Now he's layering them. And so he said, now in 2021, two and three are years 13, sorry, 14, sorry, 13, 14 and 15 since you started your church. So from, now I didn't know this until a month ago. I knew about the vineyard stuff, but I didn't know this part. I know that these three years are coming to an end. I know that something's going to get better next year. That's why he said the sweet waters of Jericho will carry you through 23, because he knows the pressure that we're under, and we needed that word of encouragement. That's why Joe Mara said sweet times, joyful times are ahead, because God knows what I've been through that nobody else knows but my wife, and, and, and we know because these are death years, and this is open door, many enemy attack years. But the years of death, I'm telling you, are coming to an end. And they're coming to an end at the end of 2023 because he said it starts after the mantle comes. Count three years. It will be the hardest three years you've ever had in your life. He told me that. So why am I surprised? I'm still surprised, Willie. 
because you never think it's going to feel the way it feels. But he said it will be the hardest three years of your life. And even though this is not an attack, this is not bad, but even this studying is so much pressure and so much this. I mean, that's hard in a different way. And the attacks and this and that and everything else going on. But he said, there'll be the hardest three years of your life. But he said, it will come to an end. And then he said to me, Jonah felt that the three days in the belly of the whale was a long time. But it was only three days. Right? He said, it's going to feel like a long time. But out of the course of your life, it's only three years. So stand your ground. Don't quit. Get in the spirit more than ever. Lean upon me and I'm going to get you through those death years because there's something, there's a death that has to occur. Except a corn of wheat fall in the ground and die, it abides alone. It can't do anything. But if it dies, God resurrects it and it will bear much fruit. He said, these are your death years. And he said, they're coming to an end at the end of 2023. In 2024, things are going to start to increase. I knew that back in 19. Didn't mean much to me back then. It means more to me today. But a month ago, he said, you already know that 2024 is the beginning of increase because of the vineyard parallel. But he said, what you don't know is there is another 15 years that you know not of. And he said, the mantle was 2004 to 19 and then 20 something big happened. But he said, now there's another, there's another cycle. And he said, it started when you started the church in October, 2008. And it concludes when 2023, 15 years later, October, 2023, when you sell, he said, this year, it's going to end that 15 years going to end at the end of this year. And he said the same as what happened with the mantle where something big happened the next year, which in that was 2020. He said the same is about to happen in your life personally and in your life congregationally. Something big is going to happen in 2024. It matches a perfect parallel. It is the beginning of the increase years of the vineyard, but it's also the 16th year. It's the beginning of an, in, of, of an increase, an acceleration. The mantle accelerated us. And something's about to happen next year that is going to accelerate our church. We have been 15 years as a church faithful, yeah. not quitting. Many people did quit, but you didn't. Amen. And staying the course, running our race, running in Hebron, Amen. running before Hebron, running after Hebron, running in Hebron. And we've been faithful, but I'm telling you the same way there was 15 and then something big. There has been 15 and something is about to happen. Something in 2024 is about to turn loose and the, and the increased years of our vineyard are upon us. They are upon us. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm very excited because uh, it's been a long haul. It feels like a lot longer than three years and we're only two and a half years in. But it feels like a lot longer than it is. But, but really it hasn't been that long, has it? Praise God. And so the Lord said this to me. He said, now the mantle, are you listening? So that's, just note something's happening in 24 because we're, we're finishing a 15th year cycle and the 16th is going to break loose. Now he also said, he said, the mantle came in 2020, but you have to die or you'll bite alone. And he said, now that you've had three years of death and this year is not over, brother, listen, I, my death is picking up. When I say that, my crucifixion of flesh is picking up. I, I have been gloriously happy, but also disturbed 
because I watch things. I can't watch hardly any new movies because they're so demonic and evil. But I'll go back and I'll watch things from the 80s or the 90s or stuff that I've watched probably 30 times. But if I'm bored and I don't want to watch a documentary, I have to find a clean movie from the past or something to just, you know, just to veg on. Do you understand? Sometimes you just need to veg. And, but I don't want to hurt my spirit. So I, so yesterday I took an old movie from the 80s that I've watched I don't know how many times and it's whatever. It's nothing, nothing real bad in it. It's just, but the scene come where the guy, you know, takes a gun and and you know, it's really cheesy graphics and you know, the people are thrown away. Like a bullet doesn't do that to you. But anyway, uh, and, and I'm watching it. I've seen that scene many times and my spirit was like, I felt like somebody stuck a knife through my stomach. I actually went, oh, oh, like that. It actually, I felt like almost a physical sensation. And I said, my God. And the Holy Ghost said, you can't look at that, son. What? This is 1984. With the worst actors on the planet. And it's a little gun scene that, 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 Lord, there's a, this is kindergarten violence compared to what's out there now. And he said to, this is just recently, and he said, when you, you've been able to watch that for years because you weren't at this place in the spirit you are now. I'm taking you deeper. You have to die. You have to die to even what you could watch years ago. You have to die to what you could discuss years ago. You have to die to who you could hang out with years ago. Because I'm trying to take you into deeper waters accelerated pace in the spirit and the spirit is grieved you think you watch it for a while you'll get desensitized which could happen but the closer you get to God you can watch the same things you watched 20 years ago and now you can't watch it anymore because the spirit is more sensitive inside you and he's not putting up with certain things that he allowed you to do without grieving you before because you weren't at a place before. You hadn't died before. But the more you die and the deeper you go in the place of the spirit, the less you're able to get away with. I can feel the death process. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't just stop at the end of this year like we just let our flesh run wild. No, the death from that perspective goes until it's consecration. We go until Jesus returns. But there's a season that he's saying. Now, he said to me, this is going to change now, this 15-year cycle, something big's coming. But now just pause and remember, the mantle came in 2020. But this death years is 21, 22, 23. And I said, but Lord, this, okay, I understand all that. But, but why the mantle, like, is it even working? He said the mantle won't come, it won't start coming to fullness until the seed has died so I can resurrect it. And he said, you've been in a season of three years so far with the mantle and it has operated minimally because of the death years. He said, but next year, when you step into that increase year, when that 15 years and now the 16th year as a church, he said, when you step into that next year, he said, you're going to start stepping into the more fuller execution of that mantle because it cannot operate in fullness during death years because the focus is different, but it will operate stronger in the increase years because now that you've crucified your flesh, now things can start to live more. So I'm telling you, don't worry about the mantle. I don't see it working. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. Our church went into a major change 
My life and our church went into a major change from 19 to 20. And this church again is going to go into a big change from 2023 into 2024. And death years are coming to an end. Increase years are on the horizon. <laughs> the Lord also said this to me. He said, uh, which is not as important as the first, but it's still important to me, maybe more to you. But he said this year, which I didn't even know. He said this year has been 15 years that you've been with Pastor Nancy. And he said, next year, your relationship with her is going to go deeper. And I don't know what that means, but he just said, my anointing is, is there's going to be a change. Uh, because there is an increase coming on the 16th year. And the last thing, which is even smaller, and it means more to me personally than anybody else here. But he said, the trial of fire and persecution and lying about you. And, and bad-mouthing you and hating you. And he said that all started in 2008 when we started our church. Yes. And it lasted for two years until 2010. A little over two years. No, a little under two years. And the Lord said to me, did you notice which I didn't? And I, and I can't say too much publicly because it would be inappropriate. But, and that's why I wasn't even going to say it, but I will say just so you can know all the, all the, the you know, the four different 15-year parallels. But it was 15, this is the 15th year since all that problem happened with the other church. And even though it's not the end of this year, it was about a month ago, but the key players, and I'll leave it at that, in all of that problem called me on the phone live. God spoke to them. And God said, call Pastor Craig and repent for how you treated him. And the key players in all of that called me, humbled themselves, which takes a lot to humble yourself, and said, I want you to know how sorry I am, how we mistreated you, how we lied and did things that were wrong. And I ask your forgiveness and I ask God's forgiveness, and I repent before you. And God said to me, 15 years. Remember, David, 15 years, and then it ended with Saul. And he moved on. The Lord said, 15 years, and it has come to an end. With that problem, with that, that situation that we're throwing javelins at us, it came to an end last month. And to me, that is a fulfillment of divine prophecy because David went, now, in David's case, Saul never said he was sorry. Saul just went to a witch and got killed on Mount Goboa. But in this situation, in the New Testament, which it should be better and different, the, the parties at play had divine reconciliation. And Jesus was glorified. Jesus was glorified through this. And all the past has been washed away. All the memories for both parties have been removed. And a great sweet spirit. And we have actually sowed into those parties financially to bless them, to help them. And God has just done a complete 180 of what happened 15 years ago. And the Lord said, just as in David's life, after 15 years, the hostilities ended. In his case, it ended with a death. He said, but in your case, it ended with a repentance. Amen. So four levels. We had 15 years of the mantle, 2004 to 19, and then a hit. 
We've got 15 years of the church, 2008 to 2023, and then a hit. We've had 15 years with Pastor Nancy, and something's going to increase next year. I'm not sure what, but he said it will. And we've had 15 years of hostilities, and it's come to an end. Hallelujah. I want you to know that God's hand is on things. God's hand, God has a lot more to do with stuff than you realize. He is moving chess pieces around that you half the time don't even know what he's doing. If you'll just pray in the Holy Ghost, keep your heart clean and humble and stay right with God and stay divinely connected to who he planted you with, you will watch the mastery of God as he orchestrates your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, now real quick, because I only got 10 minutes, I think. Or something, right, Taylor? You just told me 10 minutes? Is that, was that what I have, Taylor? You told me only 10, right? Oh, brother. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 23. I'm going to be very quick because I'm hungry. So you should just pray that I get hungry. If you pray I get hungry, I'll never preach long. All right? I'm hungry. I can hear my stomach, and I just want to get moving. Praise God. But we're going to put God first. Uh, not our stomachs. Amen. Second Kings chapter two, verse 23. And he, Elisha, remember this is our Bethel year. Remember Bethel? Don't forget. Right. 2020 was the plain. 21, we came back to Jordan. 22, we got to Jericho, the beginning of things, right? 23, we're in Bethel. And then 24, he goes to Carmel. Well, let's just look at this again. Watch now. Second Kings 2, 23. And Elisha went up up from thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children, little rats, out of the city, the city, city rats, not country mice, and mocked him and said unto him, go up, thou bald head, go up, thou bald head. Elijah was known as a hairy man. That's why John, he was. That's why John the Baptist wore camel skin from a distance. He looked like Elijah. God had him do that on purpose because Elisha was excessively hairy. You can study it. I'm not making it up. And Elisha, his protege, was bald and excessively hairless. So it just shows. I can be the papa. And Reverend Greg, who has no hair, can be. Nigel, you're in good company, brother. My God. No, I'm just kidding. But that is true. He was bald and hairless. And his, and his mentor was hairy, hairy, hairy. And so these kids saw the difference of these two men, the way they looked on the outside. And they'd heard that Elijah had gone up in the whirlwind. Well, not in the whirlwind. Yeah, in the whirlwind. The chariot didn't take him. The whirlwind did. And so they're mocking and they're saying, why don't you go up? Go up. Yes. Like Elijah went up. Baldy. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Teach your kids not to make fun of spiritual things. Right. Are you listening? Right. Teach your kids not to make fun of spiritual things. Right. Sometimes my kids will say, oh, geez. And I say, no, you don't. Yeah. What's wrong with geez? It's too close to that name. Yes. You say you're being extreme. Yeah, well. You be extreme too. We don't let him take the Lord's name or anything even close to the Lord's name. Go up, O bald head. Go up, O bald head. Mocking him. Are you ready? Now, this is by the Holy Ghost. This is not because he's a mean man. And he turned back and looked on them. Now, anytime you see that gazing look in the Hebrew, it means to gaze upon them. Anytime you see that, it means working the miracles. When Peter and John and the gate beautiful saw the man, it means they gazed at him and they lifted him up and the working of miracles took place. 
Oftentimes when you see a looking, an intent looking, it means the gifts are about to operate. And this means he gazed at them with an intent look, means the gifts were about to operate. It doesn't mean he was being mean. It means judgment was about to fall because in the Old Testament, God does things that he doesn't do in the New Testament because it was a judgment dispensation. We're in a grace. God don't kill no kids today. But back then you stepped out of line. No matter what age you were, judgment could fall on you because it was a different dispensation. When it says he looked on them, it meant he looked on them with gazed intent, and it means gifts were about to operate, and they did. This is the working of miracles. Okay, because bears just don't come out of the woods for no reason. That was the working of miracles influencing those bears. He looked at them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood and tear forty and two of them. And he went up from thence to Mount Carmel. Now, I've read this. This is Bethel. This is all we've got about Bethel. Then he said, read Jacob. And remember, God showed us some symbols in Jacob when he was having the dream and Bethel. So we've talked about that. And then he said, read Abraham. And when Abraham, Lot separated from him, an increase came when he was in Bethel. So we've talked about all that. There's different symbolisms to Bethel. But the Lord said, go back now and look at Elisha in Bethel. And I did. I just want you to hear this. I just don't, I'm saying this to encourage you. He said, in the season of Bethel, it was hard. Elisha's trying to be a good man, trying to be a godly man, trying to, do, trying to retrace the steps of his spiritual father. And what happens? Attacks come. Mockery comes. And the Lord said to me, he said, there's devils that are mocking you today in this year. And I'm not going to get into all the details because it's private, but he mentioned some things that we're going through privately. And he said, you know, that's Jenny member on the plane. He said, he said, there have been a number of occasions this year already where there's been like a tsunami wave of demonic assault against me and my wife. And, and what it is, I didn't look at it this way, but what he said to me is he said, those are mocking demons. They have come to mock you. They have come to say, you're, you're, it's not going to work what you're doing. You're, you don't have any power against us. We're going to do this to your family. We're going to do that to the church. We're going to do this to you. You can't stop us. We're stronger than you. Ha, ha, ha. And he said, the mocking devils have come out to play. He said, but I have given you authority. Now turn and curse them. And my power will rip them apart. So if you're going through stuff, I want you to remember that there is, it's not, don't focus on the kids. Don't focus on the attack. Focus on the gifts of the Spirit, the dominion that you've been given, the name of Jesus, and who you are in Christ. And as this stuff may try to hit you, some of you may be more than others, turn. Look at it. Don't run away. Look at it. And I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, and the power of God will back you up. Bethel, he said, would be a year of attack. All three years have been, but he said Bethel would be the worst you've ever had, and it has been. And he said, you don't see any of the other years with Elisha where there was attacks like Bethel. He said, Bethel, I'm going to talk a lot. That's why we're having all these guest ministers. But he said, there's a lot of attacks. And he said, don't be discouraged. He said, turn and use the power. So I want to encourage you. No matter what you're going through this year, it's going to end. Because the year of increase is coming. The year of years of dying are coming to an end. Something big is happening on the next year after 15. I want to encourage you. The mantle is coming to full. It's going to start its full expression in 2024. Start. Not end. Start it. In full expression in 2024. And it's going to keep growing from there. And while there may be kids and devils mocking us, don't be discouraged. 
Now, let me keep going for a second because I got to get this in. It says he went up to, up to Bethel and the Lord brought that out, highlighted that word. And he said, in this year, you need to come up. He said, this is a year for the congregation to come up. You got to get ready for what's coming. You got to get ready for what's coming. Now, I'll close with this. This is where we get to the wave. Last week, glory to God, the day before Randy came, I was, I was actually studying. I was at my desk studying because I can't understand what these fools are talking about. Can't you just speak English? I'll put up one of the questions one of these days so you can see what I'm facing. Don't make no sense. And just use English, but they want to create their own little aviation snobby language. So I have to learn a new language and new concepts, but I'm not complaining. And I'm sitting there trying to f absorb all of this. And I, I, and, and, and I felt the presence of God come on me and I, I didn't know what it was for at first. So I closed my eyes when I, I just closed my eyes and I just, Lord, what are you, are you, what are you doing? What are you, what are you here? What's going on? What, I'm studying what's going on. And I felt the presence of God come in my office. He'll come at strange times. He'll come at times where you don't expect him to come. And uh, I felt a physical sensation which shocked me and I, and I actually in my chair I went oh, like that now it I wasn't physically being moved but God allowed me the sensation of feeling it naturally because I saw a vision and I actually went oh, like that because I felt that sensation now when I almost drowned, and also in Africa when I wasn't drowning, but when I almost drowned and in, in, in uh, what do you call it, where is it? Where did I almost drown, Jennifer? Salvador. El Salvador. You know that story. And uh, <laughs> Milton and his Afro had half the Atlantic Ocean in it. <laughs> and uh, he's dying, and the guy saves his life, and, and I'm on my own. And I've been treading water for about an hour and 15 minutes. My legs are burning so bad. I had, to, I had to stop treading water and sink under the water just to give it five seconds of rest because the lactic acid was so strong. I, I could barely move them. But if I, if I, if I don't, I'll die. And you, you have to learn how to body surf in an emergency. And all I've done is body surf with a board or a surfboard. Never on my own. You're going to make your body the surfboard. Thank God back then I only weighed 120 pounds. Because right now I would go to Jesus and just say goodbye to this old world. But back then I had to drive. I wasn't married yet and I wanted to have children. And, and, I, and my life flashed before my eyes almost drowned. You know that story. God gave me oxygen. I wasn't a literal Aquaman under the water. I didn't have his physique, but I, 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 I literally, God did a miracle. That was the work in the miracles. I was under the water and I didn't need to breathe. Anyway, when I came up from that experience and I saw the shore was so far away, that little, that, the red, you know the red umbrella thingies, brother, that you have on the shore? Well, I was so far away, you could barely even see the red dot. You know how big those things are? You, I was miles out there and the tide is pulling me out into the ocean. And somebody had been killed by a shark at that beach the week before. So I'm thinking sharks, I'm thinking dusk, that's when sharks like to snack. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about Milton because his, his, him and his afro are fine. But my, my, my legs are, are, and I've almost drowned, but now I'm feeling excited. I'm like, my God, you've done a miracle, I'm not dead. But I've got to catch these waves. And they're about 15, maybe 14 feet, 13 feet high. They're pretty decent sized waves. I mean, you can go under them in a surfboard with the barrel. They're that big. They're like that size almost. Not quite as big as that, but almost. 
And when those hit you, they, they knock the wind out of you and they push you down 20 feet. And so I'm going, and so I think, Lord, you have to teach me how to body surf because I've never done this before. And if I don't body surf, you can't go against the current because you sit you, with all my might and I'm staying in the same place because it's pushing you backwards. The only way is to have a wave and its energy carry you. So I know that feeling. I had it last week in my office. When the wave comes and it takes you, especially a large wave, it picks you up and you actually feel your body go whoop. And I had that sensation sitting in my office. He gave me that to remind me what it felt like. And it feels like you actually get lifted up physically into that swell. Are you with me? And I had that sensation and then I saw a vision. I saw a vision, a mini vision. And I saw myself, you see where the A in acceleration is of the second A? I saw myself right about the top of where the point of that second A is, just my head sticking out of the water in this big swell. And I felt the sensation of it picking me up. And I said, Lord, what am I seeing? And he said, you are seeing promise of life right now. Are you listening to me? This is a supernatural experience. And I know the feeling because I've had it before. And he gave me the sensation to make it even more real to me. Now, if you've ever caught a wave before, some of you haven't. I know some of you Caribbean folk, you live on islands, but you don't go to the beach. You need deliverance and healing. God puts you by the beach to enjoy it and you don't like it. We're going to all have swimming lessons next year at Promise of Life. But I, I'm going to end this quickly, but I, when you're catching a wave, let me tell you what you do. Uh, you'll, if, you, if you've ever seen people being taught or you know, do it yourself, you know that you have to paddle, paddle, paddle at a certain point. That's why if you see people learning how to surf, you'll hear the instructor say, paddle, 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 paddle. Because let me tell you, when you're at the wave, are you listening? If you paddle too quickly, you're too ahead of it. When it sucks you up, you're not positioned when you get to the crest and you'll just go right over top and it will smash you down. And if you paddle too slowly, the wave, when it picks you up, it will pass you by because it's moving. It'll pass you by before you hit the crest. So you have to paddle at exactly the right time and the right speed so that when, when the crest picks you, you can feel it picking you, but you're paddling as it's picking you so that when you hit that crest, you're exactly positioned to start going down the other side, but not having it slam you and not having it pass you. There's a skill to it. It's much harder than it may sound. It's a skill to it. And of course, I did that a number of times and it smashed me down because I was so nervous of, of, of losing my breath again like I did. I was paddling so fast, I was going too quickly and it would slam me. And that happened three times until I finally, you know, slowed down and then it would pass me. And I wasn't making any progress until finally using my body as a board. You got to go real stiff and put your hands out. I kind of got the momentum and the feel of how fast to paddle and when to paddle. So I hit that crest perfectly. And then I'm telling you, it's an amazing feeling. You're going down a 12 foot wave and you're going so fast. I mean, you're just screeching like it's just glorious and it's momentum and power is carrying you. And I had to catch about 12 waves to get into the shore just to get to the shelf where I could put my feet down. But I lost about six waves and then I had to catch about 12 in a row. And I got 12 in a row, bang, 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 bang. And every time that little red umbrella became a little bit closer. And I said, I'm going to make it, Jesus. I don't know where Milton is, but I'm going to make it. And they made it by a miracle. 
but I was getting closer and closer with every wave. But you got to learn how to do it. So I know what it means because I'm saying to myself, paddle, paddle, paddle. I know what that feels like. I know how important it is because you don't want it to slam you and you don't want it to pass you. You want to hit it right on. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, you listening to me? I'll close with this. I heard the Holy Ghost say, next year, son, this is how he said it, are the years of Hebron acceleration. He said, you've had three years of death and you're about to have four years of increase. He said, they're going to start in 2024 and grow every year after that. He said, don't be discouraged. He said, now listen, are you listening? He said, what happens when you catch the wave? And, and I know, but I, had, I didn't connect the dots. He said, when it pulls you up, it pulls you back. He said, it might feel like you're going the wrong way. It might feel like things are going slower. It might feel like nothing's really happening the way you want it to happen. It might feel like you're pulling on the congregation. You're fighting devils here. You're fighting people there. You're fighting health. You're fighting this. You're fighting that. It might feel like things are going backwards. But while you're going backwards, you're also going upwards. <laughs> the, the, the slingshot has to go backwards to create force to propel forwards. He said, a wave, you've got to go back before you can go forward. But as you go back, you're also going up. Are you listening? He said, it is time, Hebron, Bethel, he went up. He said, it's time to go up. He said, this year, you have to come up as a congregation. Are you listening? If you're going to be rightly positioned for the increase of momentum and the acceleration that's going to start in 2024. Now, listen, I'm not trying to say anything negative, but I'm telling you what I heard him say. He said, not all the people in your congregation will listen to you. He said, not all of them. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have trouble or you're going to die or you leave the church or anything like that. But he just meant not all of them are going to listen to you. And not all of them are going to paddle at the time you tell them to paddle. And he said, some, the wave's going to pass them by, but they'll get the next one. He said, others, the wave's going to slam them down and they're going to have problems in their lives. And it's going to have the, the wrong effect. A wave can hurt you or a wave can help you. A wave can push you down or a wave can push you forward. It all depends where you're at in that wave. And so he said to me, I'm telling you, paddle now. Paddle now. So we're not in risk of over paddling, but we are in risk of this thing passing us. He said, paddle now. Tell the congregation, paddle now. You need to move. Listen, are you listening to me? The wave, when you're riding it, its power is taking you. God's power has to take us. But to get in position for its force to carry you, you've got to do something with your force. You've got to do hard work and paddle so its power can carry you. And the Lord said, your paddling is putting the flesh under. Your paddling is dying. Your paddling is praying. Your paddling is seeking me. You've got to do something. Amen. You can't sit and wait because it will pass you. He said, some, they're going to sit back and they're not going to listen and it's going to pass them and they're going to wonder why other people are seeing things and they're not seeing increase and acceleration because they're not listening. They won't take the counsel. Paddle now. I'm speaking to you under the anointing by the Spirit. It's time to paddle. Because if you don't, I'm on this wave, whether you're with me or not. You might catch the next one, or you might catch 10 later. But if you'll stay with me, you'll catch the wave. 
You will catch it, but I can't promise you you're going to be on my wave. I'm on the first wave, Pastor Happy. I am ready for the season of death to end. The seas have been stagnant. The seas have been calm. I am ready for a divine acceleration in 2024. But I've got to do something today to position myself for 2024. And God is not going to do it. He's going to cause the acceleration in 24, but he's not going to do something right now. What I need to do is put my flesh under, get up in the morning, pray, stop talking about other people, love other people, obey what God tells me to sow financially, forgive those that I don't want to forgive, put my body under and lose the weight or whatever it is for you because everybody's got individual things you've got to do. I've got to do my paddling. It's hard. It takes effort. And you're thinking, my God, when is this wave going to kick in? This is so hard. Yes, because you've got to do something and you've got to die. Yes, sir. And it takes effort. It takes faithfulness. But if you will fight the good fight of faith and not quit and don't be weary in well-doing, if you will put under what you need to put under and put God first this year, which is paddling, you will position yourself. And it might look like things are going backwards, but I promise you they're also going upward. And you're going to look at the end of this year and you're going to be on the crest with me. And we're going to be perfectly positioned. And starting in 2024, we're going to start riding that baby. And all the effort it took to get there by crucifying the flesh, now the power of God's going to pick us and it's going to carry us. The dry riverbed vision the doctor had, the ones that were in the spirit, the current of the water carried them. They weren't rowing, the current took them. But the wave is going to take us, but we've got to position. Yes, sir. Now, he said this to me, whether you believe it or not. He said in 24, there'll be one wave. He said, and in 25, there'll be another wave. He said, as you're catching the wave in 24, you're going to still have to position for the preparing for 25. Then you're going to position. So in other words, this paddling This is not one tsunami wave that will take us into glory. Like the ocean, you get a wave and then it dissipates and then there's another wave and then it dissipates. And when I was drowning or whatever, it took 12 waves. But the Lord said, don't, there's not one big wave that's going to take you to the rapture. He said, 24 is a wave. But he said, as you're going to see, that's going to start that that momentum, but then you're going to have to position because another wave's right there and that's for 25. You're always going to have to position. But he said, if you don't position now, the first big one, you're going to miss it. And he said, I don't want you to miss it because you've been faithful for all these years. I want you to have the momentum that I've got for you. For my family, for my personal finances, for your family and personal finances, for our local church, for our corporation, publicly, privately, the whole shebang. The whole thing is connected. But paddle now. This is not time. (laughs) No one is paddling too quickly and being over spiritual where the wave's going to slam you. I don't think trying to get out ahead of God. But most people are just laid back. Uh, Whatever, I don't know. I don't know. See, you're going to miss the wave. Now's the time to pray. Now's the time to do the seven things, the triple seven things. Don't let that go. Do it this week. Start it this afternoon before you have the gospel bird. Do your seven things to force yourself and say the spiritual food comes before the natural food. Start practicing. Start evangelizing. Start seeking God. Start coming more to church than you normally do. 
Start walking in love more. Start praying more. Start giving more. This is all paddling. This is all putting your flesh under. And you'll see, we will as a church be crested. And I'm telling you, next year something's going to happen. Because next year, 15, we're going to hit something big. Next year, death ends and increase begins. Hallelujah. Next year, the wave of acceleration is coming. Three years of death in Hebron and four years of acceleration. And it starts in 2024. I have such an anticipation, I can barely stand it. Glory to God. God has not left me. God loves me. And even though things can be tough sometimes and a test and a trial, he's got me. He loves us. He has not forgotten about us. He is giving me instruction about the future to help encourage you so that you will know you're not alone. It doesn't matter what things look like. On the horizon, there is a cresting wave. But you've got to paddle with me now. That means a prayer life has to grow. A love walk has to grow. A generosity walk has to grow. A faithfulness walk has to grow. Position yourself. Heavenly Father, we're going to position ourselves. We're going to position ourselves. We do a part and you do a part. There's our side and there's your side. Our part is to paddle and do the hard work to position ourselves. Your side is that glorious wave, Father. Like natural things in nature have force, so in the realm of the Spirit, you've got power and force. You've got momentum and acceleration for us. And we're going to go into 2024 at a faster clip spiritually than we've ever been before. And it's going to be a year of the increase of the land in the vineyard. And it's going to be a year where death is ending and increase is beginning. And as we saw a mighty change from 19 to 20, we will see a change from 23 to 24. And I've preached it with all my might and all my heart and as clear as I know how. And I thank you for your people that are watching and present that they listen and they get it. And if they need to listen to it again, let them listen to it again until they get it. Let it get down in their spirits. Let them get it. Because, Lord, this is too important for us to be lackadaisical in these end days. There's much that Jesus requires of us before he calls us home. The days are short. Jesus, you may come before 2030. You may come by 2034. We don't know. No man knows. But, Jesus, we know you're coming soon. And we must redeem the time and we must use our time as wisely as we can. And you're offering us an acceleration in the spirit. Let us not be so carnal that we don't take you up on it. Let us paddle now and position ourselves for 2024. We are a quarter of the way through the year, Lord. And you showed us me a quarter of the way up the face of that wave. Lord, even in the vision, it was exactly symbolic. I was a quarter of the way up the face. And we are a quarter of the way through this year. And as the months continue, we're going to go up higher and higher and higher and higher and higher until in December we're going to be on that crest. And I say it by faith and I say it by the Holy Ghost that next year we're going to start going down with the divine momentum. And things are going to start changing. And I give you praise for it. In Jesus' precious and mighty name.